This week on the Habs Forum, we have our first trade of uh, rebuild to talk about. Not necessarily the guy that most, uh, I think most fans wanted to see go first, but uh, if anything, it really tells us that this team is getting ready for rebuilds. Of course, we're going to talk about the Tyler Toffoli trade. We're going to talk about the first three games under Saint Louis. No win yet, but I think most fans can agree that it's it, it's been much more entertaining to watch, and there's been some good signs. So, I mean, it's not like the team's going to make the playoffs, but at least they're trying to compete compared to how it was before. And plenty of rumors, press conference this morning by uh, by the new GM of the Canadians, of course, after his first trade. Well, I guess second trade was Andrew Hammond, too, but first sell-off trade. Uh, so, uh, lots to talk about today. And, hey, back-to-back weeks with uh, with an episode. Uh, how, uh, how excited. We're so consistent. We're such good podcasters, Dustin. My God, I mean, like, you know, you know that we're getting excited about the Habs again, that we have podcasts in back-to-back weeks. I mean, I don't even know when the last time that happened was. So. I, I, I don't know either, but it's 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 the first time in a while that there's been back-to-back weeks with something worth talking about. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think like, we might as well, like, lead off with the main thing that I think everyone is uh, has been talking about, even though it's happened two days ago at, at this at this point. But Tyler Toffoli traded away from the Montreal Canadiens in a, in a package deal that brought a lot of assets to the Canadiens. So, of course, the first-round pick, uh, the the fifth-round pick, and Tyler Pitlick. So we're, we're apparently going to have all the Pitlicks on our team for some reason. And Emil Heinemann, who is uh, yeah. seems to be the biggest piece that the, the Canadiens wanted. Pretty excited to see more about it with that kid. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, we were all, we all obviously expecting the – the sell-off to, to, to begin, the fire sale to begin. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many of us really expected Tyler to fully to be the first one to drop. Yeah. Um, you know, disappointing, too. I mean, uh, you know, he, he was one of the guys that really seemed to be to want to be here, right? And, you know, he seemed to have a, a great relationship with some of the kids, obviously Jake Evans and and Nick Suzuki and, and Caulfield, Cole Caulfield. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it you know... I mean, honestly, one of the one of the guys that, that when I look at the Habs roster, honestly, there's not a whole lot of guys that I'd really, really be sad to to see go. I mean, obviously Gallagher would be one, but Toffoli is just one of those guys that, you know, it, and, and it's crazy. He's only been obviously. I mean, we all know what happened last year. Uh, yeah. Making it to the finals. But like, you know, he, he seemed to make such an impact on the fan base in, in such a short period of time. Right. And like so we talked about, like his wife has a huge presence on yeah. social media. Everyone seems to love her. And he wrote, if, I don't know if you remember that article on uh, the Players Tribune last year, which was just absolutely amazing, where he talked about where maybe he wasn't born to be a Hab because he's born in uh, Scarborough, if I'm not mistaken. But he he was meant to be a Hab, and it just just kind of like I remember reading that article like at this point, maybe like half a year ago, and thinking that like wow, like this guy's gonna be with Montreal. F- forever now and it's just it's like you want to hold on to some veterans in a rebuild and he's one of the ones i i was kind of hoping the canadians would hold on to and and even saint louis said that like in a short time in montreal he saw that that Tafoli was the captain even though he wasn't wasn't wearing the c right like he kind of stepped in this year and he was one of the few guys whose performance didn't really even as bad as the season's been for the canadians if you look at his stats like it's on par for a, reg- a normal season for for Tyler Toffoli and his great relationship with the kids. I'm kind of sad to see him go. Obviously, it was a great return, and I'm just assuming it's just 
the, the return from Calgary was just was good enough that uh, they they were willing to make the move. But I know I'm I'm curious to see the other moves and all that. But yeah, that that's one of the guys I kind of would have hoped they would have held on to. But at the same time. I mean, we've been asking for a proper rebuild. I mean, a lot of fans have been asking for a proper rebuild in Montreal for a long, 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 long time. I mean, we've never really done it, right? We've never done a real kind of like proper rebuild where the the, the team kind of like quote unquote tanks for a few years and gets a few top picks. And these are the type of tough tough moves that happen when you do a rebuild. So I guess we've got to expect it. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we all, you know, we're expecting a lot of players to leave definitely by the trade deadline. And, you know, when, when you look at it, Toffoli is probably the guy that at least that, that we, we kind of see being moved that would have the best trade value. Yeah, I mean, like sure. you said already, he's he's one of the few Habs that's actually had a decent year. And I mean, that contract that he that he has is just is fantastic for another two years. I mean, you know, it's 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 definitely a great deal for Calgary. They're they're obviously super happy to have him. And, you know, I. Not a bad deal, I don't think, for the Canadians either. I mean, you know, there there were talks before that Toffoli could possibly go to Calgary. And, you know, all Habs fans were looking at, uh, you know, their their top prospects like Connor Zary and obviously Jacob Jacob Pedsy, um, who obviously the Habs fans would love to get. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, they got, uh, first of all, a first-round pick, which I think they would like to get a a couple more first-round picks, especially with the draft being in Montreal. Um, you know, Tyler Pitlick was basically just a throw in at this yeah, point, uh, just to make, you know, the, the, the money work. Uh, but I mean, uh, Emil Heineman, I mean, obviously a guy that they really wanted that Kent Hughes and Jeff Gorton really wanted. And I mean, it's obviously a pretty good sign too. I mean, he was, he was originally drafted by Florida and Florida traded him to Calgary in the San Bennett trade. So obviously, I mean, he's, he, he's pretty popular, um, you know, been moving, being traded for, in a, in a significant trade twice now. Um, you know, he's a guy that, uh, I mean, you know, I don't, I haven't watched a whole lot of him, but, you know, based on what I've read, he seems like a pretty solid, you know, possibly a top six guy, maybe a second, second, um, a second line type guy. But uh, a lot of people have, have sort of uh, mentioned him similar to Lekkinen, but, uh, you know, he, he is responsibly defensively, but a lot better hands, but, more scoring potential certainly than Lekkinen. I, I've seen some comparisons actually to Josh Anderson as well. Um, so I mean, you know, he, he definitely seems like a great, like a great pos- prospect. Um, you know, potentially he could play for the Habs. You know, some people are saying maybe in uh, in a year. Well, maybe not next year, but like maybe in two years. So um, yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like a good, like a good trade, a good start for the Habs, and and hopefully the first of many more to come. I think some some more cynical fans might say of Heinemann that okay sure it's two teams that wanted to uh, go and get him but it's also now he's been traded away twice right teams didn't value him enough to to kind of hold on to him but like the, he uh, Hughes specifically spoke to that on uh, during his press conference today where basically he he wanted to address why it took him two days to. Uh, to address the media after the trade, and he said his priority was to speak to the players more, speci- especially um, Tyler Toffoli. Wanted to make sure he found out from him, which which I which I, I respect totally. And like and and first of all, the, the press conferences from Hughes, it's it's such a breath of fresh air. He's really opening it up, making us feel like we're we're part of a like like he's really telling us what's going on, and he, he's he's sharing with the team what's going on. And it's, it, it's whereas Bergman could sometimes be a little bit more like. You know, car, cards to the chest kind of thing where you wouldn't know what he's doing. 
but he, he's a lot more open. And he talks specifically about Heinemann, where he he wanted to call him himself and explain to him that, look, it's back to back to back trades before he even signs his pro contract. Wanted to make sure he understood that it happened because he insisted he wanted him. And I like the idea that he 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 specifically said he, he's a second round pick from two years ago, so he's a bit closer to coming over. And we talked about this last week a bit. Like, do we want picks? Do we want prospects? Now this trade gets both, so it's, it's perfect. Yeah. But I, I like I like the idea that that we're not only focused on getting picks because I, I don't think this team is. As bad as this year has been, I don't think this team it, it needs to be horrible for five years to create a contender, right? There's already the, the Nick Suzuki's, the Cole Caulfield's, the Romanov, and and in the in the prospect pool, guys like Norlander and all that 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 can come in and step in sooner rather than later. So I, uh, you want the picks to, to to build a team that can be good for for many many years, but I also want the young guys that can come in, you know, sooner rather than later, like you said, one or two years with the with Heinemann and. And I, I hope that the focus continues to be like that. There's already a lot of picks for 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 the draft coming up, with two first round picks and and a bunch more drafts, um, a bunch more more picks coming up. So I I wouldn't I, I, sure another first rounder maybe, but I wouldn't be upset if we primarily get more prospects in in the coming days, depending on what the offers are, obviously. And to to to, to talk more about the 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 big prospects like you mentioned from Calgary that has fans were hoping for, uh, apparently it was close to being. Both Ben Chirot and Toffoli in the same trade, but then that trade, the Canadians were was asking for too much, basically uh, compared to what Calgary was was willing to give. But it kind of sounds like it was close to the Canadians getting one of those top prospects from Calgary, but it would have included Ben Chirot also. I mean, that would have been that would have been massive to get a, a top tier prospect just to move, just to include Ben Chirot. I mean, I, 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 it still baffles me that we're talking about these huge trades for Chirot, <laughs> but I love it. I know. That's crazy. I mean, I, th- I think at this point, like, you know, we talked about last week, it's really a seller's market at this point. Um, but I, I, I believe it was Pierre Lebrun that was, that was talking about that. And he mentioned, he, you know, he thought that the Canadians would probably get more or a, at least a better deal if they were traded separately. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I mean, I've, I mean, you got Emil Henneman, who's a solid prospect and a first round pick for Toffoli and you're going to get for Sherratt, you're at least, it, at least, I mean, it seems like you're at least getting a first round pick and, and potentially an additional prospect as well. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, that, and I mean, that's just the start too. I mean, who knows who else they're going to, no, I, I don't know if they really have that many more players to move necessarily at the deadline. I mean, Kulak is obviously not, you wouldn't think you're going to get you a first round pick or anything like that, but I mean, but, Jeff uh, Petrie has brought up once again another example of Hughes being super open with what he's he's doing. He he straight up said if the right trade comes along for 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 Petrie, they're going to do it, but they're also not going to rush it. So he's obviously being very open about the fact that Petrie is, is is available for trade. Now it's whether or not a team will be willing to pay. At this point, like especially like you look at uh, Toffoli being traded, it's not like he's on an expiring contract. At this point, I I think it's more likely we're going to see Jeff Petrie traded by the deadline than not because. I mean, you got to think a lot of GMs are going to want to get in on Jeff Petrie. It looks like he's just having a bad year in, in, in a bad situation. And honestly, part of me thinks it's it's better to move on from Petrie sooner rather than later. I mean, I, obviously his attitude hasn't been excellent. It might be a little bit better under St. Louis than it was under Zuchown. But also, so part of me is wondering, is his value going to – go back up or is it going to keep going down if he keeps playing like this and Mon- he has in Montreal and maybe now that he he's only got half a bad year and prior to that you can look back at like a bunch of solid seasons 
part of me is wondering if it would be a better move to move Petrie sooner rather than later. And I don't think they want to hold on to maybe the, the players that don't want to be there anymore right in this locker room. And I, I think the right trade is going to come along, even if it's closer to the trade deadline, like to, to, to the final day when maybe – uh, what's his name? And, and Dallas gets gets moved to a, to a team that's uh, what, what yeah, is it? Klingberg. Klingberg. Maybe like the, the, whichever team that misses out on Klingberg is going to want to go get Jeff Petrie, for example, or something along those lines. I, I, I could definitely see the Petrie move happening. And and like I said, I, I honestly think it might be for the best to do it at the deadline at this point. Of course, you have to get the right deal, but I think the right deal is going to come. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it, I think it's a little complicated to get it done just because for of, sure. you know, Jeff. Jeff Petrie, obviously, he's making now, uh, I forget, what is it, six million or six and a half million? Um, you know, there there have been rumors that that Dallas yeah. wants Jeff Petrie. You know, they'd have to move Klingberg yeah. first. Um, you know, so it, it it's obviously a deal that's a little bit more complicated to make, you would think. Yeah, but, and there's uh, there's three years after this year, of course. So you're you're acquiring a player. He's he's making six point two five. Uh, and he and he is 34, right? So you 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 have to kind of judge. Okay, is this season the beginning of his decline, or is it just an off year, right? Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's probably more off year. I don't think he even in, even though he's getting older, I don't, I don't think he's this bad as bad as he's been this year. But at the same time, is he a 6.25 million dollar player? Like who knows what other teams think at this point? And that's why I really don't think it's a bad move to to move him if he can get a trade done. Just just no, I mean, I, I think the way that the relationship seems to be at this point yeah. is, you know, they, they really need to get it done the sooner, the better, yeah. um, you know, get him into the locker room. I'm sure, you know, I'd, I mean, who knows what, what's going on in the locker room, but, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's it's not the type of vibe that uh, Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon want to have around some of the kids. No, right? no exactly. Exactly. And, and, and it's interesting, too, to go back to Toffoli. It's, it's a completely different uh uh, thing there, right? Because it's like, unfortunately, it seems like Petrie's kind of soured on the fans, kind of like how Pacioretty did. And and the Canadian fans have a history of kind of booing players when they come back, even if they don't deserve it, you know? Uh, Tyler Toffoli, I'd be shocked to hear a boo when he's back in the Bell Center. I think he's going to get nothing but cheers uh, from uh, from the fan base. And uh, I, I, I honestly I honestly look forward to it. And, and I'm, part of me is kind of excited in these kind of, like we've talked about it a few a few weeks ago when when, it, when we thought maybe Price is a bit closer to coming back, whether or not he'd be traded to, to a team. And, and I talked about how I would root for that team. Uh, at this point, when the playoff starts, I, I, I'm going to be watching Calgary closely I'm, and, and I'm going to be rooting for them. I, I, I like I, that that's how much I love to fully in his time here uh, in Montreal. I mean, I, I'm I'm I'd be so happy to see him win. Like he already has this cup, obviously. But uh, unless the Canadians also move Gallagher, obviously, I mean, I would root for Gallagher over anyone, uh, really. Uh, that that's who I'd be uh, rooting for. I don't know if that's gonna come or not, but uh, uh, yeah, I just uh, it, it's just I mean, it's that, just a shame to see him go. But I I wish nothing but nah, the best sure. to, to fully. But uh, let's not let's not forget the Habs are getting Calgary's first rounder, so we don't want them doing too good. I, I guess that's true. I, I guess that's true. But you know, it's not like I, me who I root for actually has an impact on on uh, <laughs> it, it, like either way. I guess I'll be happy, right? If they if they disappoint and they get bounced in the first round, I'll be happy for the pick. But if Defoli does well and 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 it goes well for him in Calgary, I'm going to be happy about that too. You know what? How about this? How about they they get bounced in the first round this year? But hey, he's still there for a few more years with that contract. So maybe they go on a cup run next year instead. And and, and, and Defoli's still there. Perfect. Best of both worlds. Best of both. Yeah. You know when the when the Canadians are fighting for the last spot again next season, I'll be cheering for Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
So I mean I don't know. So who? So you? So you think that Jeff Petrie's moving too? Because but Ben Sherratt's all it's guaranteed. He's he's getting moved, right? Oh, yeah. And it's it sounds like it might happen sooner rather than later. I mean the the rumor seems to be, uh, I mean there's plenty of rumors all the time. St. Louis seems to be one of the teams. I mean the the Rangers get talked about and all that. Do you think we get as good of a return as we did for to, to Foley, or maybe slightly less? Maybe the the prospect they get back is not as good as uh as the one we got for Toffoli. Uh, man, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, you wouldn't think so. You would think Toffoli would get a little bit more just because he has those years on his deal. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's probably going to be similar. Like I'm, I'm going to be looking for a first round pick and, 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 you know, probably sort of a similar prospect. Uh, but you know, I mean, there's been some talk about the Rangers where the Rangers have some, some defensemen that are, you know, close to the NHL, you know, younger guys, um, Niels Lundqvist and uh, and Zach Jones, two defensemen that have, you know, spent a little bit of time with the Rangers already. Uh, and those are two guys that, you know, I, I would imagine it would probably be Sherratt, I guess, straight up for one of those two guys. Um, so that that would definitely be an interesting move. But, yeah, the, uh, I don't know. It always seems to be a different team, like, every day almost, um, you know, that are sort of the front runners for, uh, for Sherratt. Today seems to be the Rangers. Yesterday was the Panthers. Yeah, totally. Um, the Blues, too. But uh, I don't know. One team that, like, nobody's talking about that makes a lot of sense to me personally would be uh, Colorado. I mean, especially yeah. if Bowen Byron's not going to be coming back. I don't know. It seems like, seems like something that would be really logical to me, but. What do I know? I mean, with Colorado, we've always talked about uh, uh, Dwayne going there to re- you know, reunite with, uh, with 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 McKinnon. I mean, it, it sounds like there's there, there's specific players that they want to hold on to, and it it doesn't necessarily think, sound like because apparently they they have a list of don't want to move uh, and include uh, the obvious people on there are the guys like Suzuki and Caulfield and Romanov and all that. But apparently, a guy like Josh Anderson is one of the guys they want to hold on to, which it's not that surprising with 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 his long term contract and all that, and still fairly young. But sounds like guys like Dwayne and all that and Dvorak, they're not going to say no to. I mean, if they move Dvorak, maybe pro- now we're probably talking about off season. But if they move Dvorak and the Canadians aren't getting back at least what they they move for him. They That's probably the wouldn't, thing. and it'd be so frustrating. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't look at it that way, right? Because then it's like, well, you're not going to make the, the right move because it's annoying because of how much they paid for him, but, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, let's not forget it. It wasn't Kent Hughes and Jeff Gorton that it went out exactly. and got Dvorak, exactly. right? So, exactly. so, you know, they don't have any reason really to keep him. Um, even though, I mean, I think I think Dvorak's a very good player. He's better than he is, than he's played this season, and I think he can definitely turn it around. For sure. Um, you know, so and you know, they, they only, have to get something Someone pointed this out the other day, and I hadn't even thought about it. He's only a year older than, um, than Jake Evans. Yeah, so there you go. It. So it's so it's not like he's like an old veteran, like because I think we all still view Jake Evans as a very young player, and he, he is 25. And at this point in my life, I definitely think 25 is extremely young. But I guess in NHL <laughs> years, it's a, you're getting to the point that you have to prove yourself as being a, if you want to be an NHL uh, regular. But yeah, it's not like Dvorak is uh, is 30, right? So I'd, I'd be happy holding on to him too. Uh, but you know, it's same thing as Toffoli though. If the right trade comes along, the right trade comes along. Yeah. But uh, to get back to venture, I don't know if you follow on Twitter. Uh, Jay Fresh Hockey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he he does those advanced analytics and does those those cards oh, yeah. and all that that does that that shows advanced stats. I mean, say what you will about advanced stats, I always think it's pretty interesting, especially when it comes to looking at like te- players on other teams that don't get to watch enough a lot. But uh, today he was tweeting 
out Ben Sherratt's uh, card and uh, his projected war percentage is zero. And I'm like, dude, can you just not – dude, can you just keep this <laughs> stuff to yourself until we trade him? Habs fans are aware that other teams for some reason seem to be over overhyping Sherratt. But let's, let's, just, let's just keep it to ourselves until he gets traded, please. <laughs> I mean, the big thing he was pointed out, which is a very good point, is he takes so many minor penalties. And even now, still, every game, I, when you, because we've been watching the last few games again, because the same, we and just, I don't know, I'm just like every time he gets a stupid minor penalty, it drives me freaking crazy. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, like I don't know, the NHL always seems to be like, especially come playoff time, they're looking for those. Proven but, dude, like warriors. Do, do you know what's funny though? Because his his biggest problem is he takes too many penalties. And in that thread with with Jay Fresh, he pointed out that he actually averages more penalty penalties per game in the playoffs than in the regular season. So uh, e- like, even I though feel... the NHL tends to take call less penalties in the playoffs, he takes more in the playoffs somehow. Like I felt, I felt like last year in the playoffs, he was basically in the playoff bo- or in the penalty box like the whole game, all the time. <laughs> yeah. At the worst like, possible time, too. It, it, he kept taking the worst penalties. I remember. Anyway. I feel like he got like a, I think he got like a delay of game penalty like three games in a row or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if it was three games in a row, but he had a, a, there was one I remember that was extremely bad timing, uh, and and just a, anyways, man. It, 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 there's no point in Harper. He's gonna get traded anyways. It's just I, I can't. Wait. There's rumors with Toronto too. Oh man, imagine he, he gets moved to Toronto and then Toronto once again loses in the first round. And all these fans <laughs> that you go on Twitter that are always bashing Ben Sherrod, all of a sudden are gonna act like they fleeced us in the trade and and Ben Sherrod is a steal. And it's like okay, enjoy him, enjoy Ben Sherrod. That's gonna be like when the Habs moved uh, Craig Rive. Like uh, like I, like Rive, I remember when he played with the Habs, like he was the worst player I had ever yeah. seen play hockey. And somehow we got a first round pick to turn into Pacioretty and Josh Georges. Josh well. Georges, yeah. Who, yeah, if we be- could do better that again, than Rive be ever was, Josh Georges. Oh my god, a million times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I I despised Craig Rive when he was on the Canadians. I, I couldn't I couldn't stand him. But yeah, like that that that's a great comparison. That's that's pretty much. Uh, Pretty much what it, what it looks like, and eh, but yeah, and I, I hope we get more of these trades sooner rather than later, because now now I'm excited for it. I'm like, okay, Defoli's out of the way, even though he's the, he's kind of the last one I wanted to move. Now I want to see more trades coming. Give, give me more. I want to see what else the Canadians are gonna get, and then I'm just gonna I can't wait for the the, the draft and everything. You know, it's it, it's like it's like the actual games are so far in the back of my mind right now. I just I just want the the every other aspect of being a fan is what I'm interested in. Right now. <laughs> All right, so we should that probably talk about the the games a little bit. So, uh, like uh, like we said with with Saint Louis being uh, the coach now, it's been a bit more interesting watching the games. It's, it's I've actually been excited to to sit down and watch. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the first game started, and I don't even want to speak poorly of him. Obviously, he's he shouldn't have been up with the big club as long as he was, Caden Primo. But he had an atrocious game against uh, the, the Washington Capitals. I mean, I, I, at this point, I just hope he can find his game again in the AHL. And, and this kind of stretch of the season he had here in Montreal didn't ruin his progression. But outside of Primo's performance against the Capitals, that was the best the Canadians played in a long time. And even more important than that, Cole Caulfield gets that goal in the power play. Just, he really should have got two goals. And really should have got two. Like, he really, like, it was offside. It was the right call. Oh, yeah. 
but he 100% beat the goaltender, right? Like it, it, it's not like they thought it was also whatever that was. A, and that was a, a, an amazing shot for that goal that got, got turned back and just every game since then too. I mean, Caulfield alone, the way he's played with who was apparently his childhood idol as the head coach, that change alone is enough to convince me that bringing on Saint Louis was a good move because this is these are the players I want to see do well, you know. And and he's been just just reborn as a player. It's been amazing. And just seeing that smile on his face after he gets that power play goal, it just it just it just it just made me so happy with the season we've had so far. Oh, for sure. I mean, obviously the monkey off his back at that point. I mean, after you know, get scoring that goal. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's. You know, at least we're seeing obviously the results through through game three games has has not been there. But I mean, you're we're at least seeing the effort. And like you said, I mean, the unfortunate part of that first game was obviously, you know, Caden Primo did not play good at all. Uh, Definitely a game the Habs should have won. Yeah. Um, but they, they almost doubled him in shots, 44-23 of the shots. And I, I know the shots don't mean everything, but like, how often has the have the Canadians outshot anyone this year? You know, like the the effort was definitely there. They they doubled, they out hit out hit them by double too. It, it just an overall much better performance by the Canadians is just just a complete dud by the goaltender, unfortunately. Yeah, it's too bad, and uh, well, it ends up being Primo's last game, right, with the Canadians, probably for at least the rest of this season, you would think. For, for a while, yeah, and and it's and you do feel for him, but I mean, what's your level of confidence? Because like a year ago, or I mean, not so long ago, we were talking about Primo, we're excited about him being like the future after Carey Price and all that, like. How confident are you in him actually becoming a starter in the NHL at this point? Like, like a good starter. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, he he doesn't play the same. Like, from watching him play in Laval and then watching him play the games that he's played with the Canadians, he doesn't play the same. Like, I think it – I don't know if it's the nerves that he has because he look, he's a completely – and obviously, I mean, the, the level of competition is different. But yeah. even just the way that he plays in his net, like, he, he seems so hesitant. And at the NHL level, he you know, he – he, he looks terrified. Like the look in his yeah, eyes. He looks yeah. He, 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 like you could see it through the mask, and, and clearly the confidence was shook. But it seems like it was like that from the beginning, right? Like it, it's not like yeah, he had always. some some good games and then it fell off. It just it's he's always struggled at the at the NHL level. Yeah. So it's it's I don't know. It's it. I I mean I'm hoping he can bounce back. You know he's he's obviously had a lot of success in in the AHL. They have a pretty good team in Laval. Uh, they got a pretty solid defense. So, you know, I, I think hopefully he can turn it around, have a good end to the season. Uh, Laval's in a playoff spot right now. So hopefully, you know, they can even maybe get their first playoff run um, in Laval rocket history. So I'd love to see that. And then, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be taking a jump to the Canadians next year either, but no, definitely you know, hope, hopefully in two years, you know, hopefully he can have a good end to this season and have a, you know, be the starting goaltender and have a strong season next season. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm definitely not going to give up on him, but I mean, the Canadians do have a couple of other young, good goalies in the system right now. So, you know, it's, if, if he can't do it and, and even, you know, one or both of them could even sign with the, and play in Laval next season. So it's uh, we'll see what happens there. And, and, and I agree with you. I wouldn't play. I, I, even if he kills it until the end of the year in the AHL and like bounces back and has an amazing end of year and they go on a playoff run and he's playing most of the games, I still want to, wouldn't want to see him in Montreal. Like do it again another year in, in, in Laval. Like, like give him some, like it was how horribly it went this year. I just, I just 
clearly he needs more time away from from the from the NHL. And at, at this point, I mean, Moltabu was actually even though like his stats aren't amazing, obviously, but it's a result of the the team he plays for. Like with Allen, assuming being back next year, and of course if Price is back, then, then it's Price and Allen. But like who knows what's going on with Price? If it's a situation that Price still isn't playing. Uh, you'd think that Jake Allen would be back at at that point. Then I, I just offer Moltabu a contract, honestly, to be the backup. I think he's earned it with his play uh, this year. I mean, it's it's been up and down, but I think he's be he'd be fine as a as a number two to 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 Jake Allen, considering you know what we're trying to do with the team and uh, including uh, including next year. And because because as bad as uh, as Primo was in the game against Washington, Moltabu was phenomenal. In the game against Columbus, and that for for that game, the, the Canadians not as strong as an, of an effort as against Washington overall. Even though, like like I said, the goaltending was much better, but kind of started slow and then then, then got better as, as the game went along. But man, Motombo played absolutely phenomenal. I mean, only issue I would have is allowed a goal on the first first shot. You know, a minute sixteen into the game, and how many times have we seen that this year? And how deflating is that? I mean, I know even. In our beer league, when you show up to the game not ready and you allow a goal on the first <laughs> shot, the whole bench or shoulders go go down and and it, it's over. You know, it's a loss at that point. You know. Well, yeah, we know it's a loss because you guys can never score one goal. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's probably why. And, and another positive, Cole Caulfield, he gets the tying goal in the third. I mean, if if Caulfield could just keep scoring consistently till the end of the year, I'll be happy. I don't even care if we win. On a great pass by Paling too, who's actually looked pretty solid too. But funnily enough, in this game, Moltambo will have two goals on the first shot of the game and the last shot of the game. That's too bad. Moltambo though, I mean, like, like you said, I mean, he he definitely deserves to be back next year. Well, if there is a spot, obviously. But I mean, you know, I I thought, and I think we've all saw that at the beginning of the season, he, he, he struggled quite a bit, but yeah. you know, uh, maybe the numbers haven't been there, but I mean, he's off and pretty much every single game he's getting hung out to dry, yeah. but it really over the last two months, I mean, he's, he's really been fantastic. Yeah. You know, and, I, and that Columbus game is probably the game that I was most upset. The Canadians could pull it off and pull off a win. And it was just because of Montembeau. Like generally speaking, given the season, I don't, it's hard to care that much whether they win or lose, but I really, really, really wanted them to win that game because I really, Montembeau deserved the W after that performance. Yeah, and, and I mean it's happened a couple of times over the last couple of weeks where you know he deserves the win. And unfortunately, just just seems to get hung out to dry on a regular basis. But uh, no, he's he's definitely showed that he you know he he can at least be a backup at the NHL oh, for level. Sure, for sure. For sure. And then, and definitely a backup though, because like you do kind of see it that like you know he he he's playing back to back games and all that. Now at least with with Hammond being acquired, uh, I'm assuming we're not going to see the back to backs as much and all that. But he, I mean, when when he plays on a re, off reasonable rest and all that, yeah, he's been he's been solid. And it's just it's it's hard to judge on the numbers because yeah, actually if you just look at his numbers, three point nine two goals against and uh, eight ninety four save percentage, it looks horrible. But man, like the team he has in front of him and how they played in front of the year of in front of him for most games, you just you can't you can't hold hold the record against him. No, definitely not. I mean, let's not forget he's the Molson Cup winner, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Molson <laughs> Cup with with I think was the, no wins too, if I'm not mistaken. For for Jimmy I think he had one win. Was yeah, it one it was win? Like, I think oh. like one six and one or something. Oh, it's so bad. And uh, and uh, of course that was the first game of the classic back-to-backs afternoon games over over the Super Bowl. The second one being the the Sunday game against Buffalo, a five-three loss where the Montreal Canadiens somehow made what is widely considered the worst contract in the NHL. And Jeff Skinner 
look like a potential Rocket Richard candidate. And I understand Jeff Skinner not having that bad of a year. Uh, he actually is up to 20 goals after scoring four goals against the Canadians. Like, how, how, how does Jeff Skinner go, score four, four, four goals and one assist? A five-point night for Jeff Skinner. I just, I just, I just can't believe it. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that was another game, too, where they really should have won. I mean, they, they ended up going up 3-2. And, yeah. And I mean, again, I mean, Montaubu led in four goals, I think. Um, yeah. I think one was the empty netter. And, and, I mean, like, he basically got hung up to dry on, on, on a lot of those goals, too. I mean, none of them were bad goals. Um, you know, it was unfortunate. I thought, like, you know, I tweeted out that uh, I was expecting St. Louis to win back-to-back games in his first week as a coach, yeah. and well, he didn't even get one. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, again. Maybe hey, even, even Jeff Petrie scored in that game. I can't believe they couldn't pull out a win. That's true. I mean, the, it, was, it was the recipe was right there. Even Jeff Petrie scoring. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, I mean, you know, at least we're seeing the effort. And uh, and like you said, I mean, Caulfield's obviously has two goals in three games. We really should have even had three. Uh, Paling's looking pretty good. Romanov's looking good. He's playing a lot of minutes. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a, at least there's a lot of positives to take yeah. away, right? So. No, for sure. I mean, the way they've played you know, under Sandy has, has been an absolute breath of fresh air. And I, I'm actually, like, excited to watch the games again. It's It's, it's not as... You know, as uh, as as depressing as it was, because like we, we, uh, like we talked about, like as fans, we've talked about wanting a rebuild, wanting the team to do a proper rebuild in the past, and and because there's been so many years over our time as Habs fans, where Montreal has just kind of been a middle of the pack kind of team, uh, a, a team that, that everyone knew we were never really built to win. There was maybe a, a stretch there in, in in Carey Price's prime where the the right pieces around him were there too, and then I mean I think the the biggest what if uh, of of Carey Price's career is going to be that Chris Kreider injury, right? Where, where where it could have gone all the way. But for 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 most of our time as Habs fans, it's been just either a terrible team, uh, a team that's just barely making it into the playoffs or barely missing it, and just like fighting tooth and nail, and 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 the Cinderella run sprinkled in here and there. Like I understand they made the final last year, but like it was a Cinderella run, and it's just there's never been a proper rebuild. It is what it is. This, these are the types of seasons we have uh, on, on, in a rebuild, and it's it's what we need. But I just want to see the effort there. And the way they've played lately, even if they lost the last three games, they don't feel – it's not like a 7-1 loss against New Jersey just before saying we got fired, where it's just – like who wants to watch that? You know, now I'm actually I'm in, I'm into watching the games and seeing how the how the kids can do. You know, not exactly. I mean, you know, they've been competitive. They've they've had a chance to win all three of the first games, and yeah, you know, I mean, it, at least they're fighting. They're giving that effort, and you know, that they haven't got the results yet, but they're coming close. And you know, that's that's all you want to see, right? You want to at least be able to take away some positives, even if the Habs do lose. So now. Three three day break. So so Saint Louis showed up, and then right away, next game was against Washington. Like the very next day, barely had time with with the players. One day off, then back to backs, an afternoon back to back. So so really, those first three games, when you really think about it, Saint Louis barely had any time to coach this team. Right now, three day break, and Saint Saint Louis tomorrow. Are are, are we seeing the first win tomorrow? Finally, it's not like Saint Louis is a, is a terrible team either, though. But you know, do you think it's coming tomorrow, if not tomorrow, in, in the next in the next few games at the very least? St. Louis is getting his first win against St. Louis. That's happening <laughs> tomorrow. 
<laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can see, I can see it happening too, and I think the players want to get it for him. I really, really, really do, uh, because I mean, I, they seem to respect him right away, and they don't seem to care about his lack of of experience, because uh, they they view as fellow players, they view his player experience as being enough experience, and I, I think they're gonna fight for him to get that winning. I, I, I'm excited to see how he perform. So, so St. Louis tomorrow, then. Islanders on Sunday, Leafs on 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 Monday. Are, are, do you think your prediction was just a week too early? We're finally going to see back to back wins coming up, or I think I think so. I think they're going to beat St. Louis and the Islanders, and yeah, unfortunately they're going to lose against the the Leafs, especially back to back. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe we'll see the Hamburglar maybe steal uh, steal one. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming in that run where he got coined as the Hamburglar in Ottawa. I'm assuming he stole a few games against the Leafs, so maybe that's a good opportunity to give him his first first start for Montreal against a, an opponent that he he's used to playing well against. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say two and one though over two the and one. games. I mean, I'd love for him to beat the Leafs, but I think I think that 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 makes sense to me too. I, th- I think they pull off the win tomorrow, and uh, I mean a two p.m. I feel like a two p.m. game on a Sunday, like randomly, in, like in New York. It's just, it, it seems like a crapshoot to me. Like, I wouldn't want to bet money on it. Like, who knows which teams are going to show up and all that. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel good about tomorrow. I, th- I think I, I, I agree with you. I think I think Stanley gets his first goal, may, uh, first win, maybe a couple of goals from uh, from Caulfield. That's what I want to see next. I want to I want to see uh, he he missed out on his two goal performance uh, against uh, against Washington. I, w- I want to see Caulfield get get a few games where he gets more than one in the net. You know. Yeah, there you go, and uh, maybe Pantling can get one too. Uh, I mean, I, I would love that. I, I, I've loved the way Paling has been playing. So, I mean, it, that, that's been one positive recently. At least he's he's looking good. And but you know, and we'll, we'll see we'll see what it is for that. But I'm excited to see the new because uh, now that Toffoli's gone, of course, the lines are changing. And uh, Anderson is who's playing with uh, Caulfield and Suzuki. So I, I actually really like that. I think that's a great and just arguably maybe the three best forwards on the team at, at, at this point. And I know Anderson maybe he's not scoring as much as we'd like him to score, but I think that's he's a great compliment because Suzuki and Koff is obviously like not the biggest players, and to have Anderson there makes space for them. I'm excited to see how they play together. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, like you said, I mean, it's basically the three guys that they probably have the most offensive potential, yeah. at least. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that that's that's definitely a line that could uh, that could have some solid success for sure. And playing those those two kids that are obviously going to be a massive part of your future together. I mean, hope, hopefully they can build a little bit of chemistry. And... Oh, yeah, for sure. At this point, I don't want them separated anymore. Like, just leave them together. Like, let, let them, like, grow together. Like, maybe they won't be playing together forever, but, like, let them build chemistry together. Like, who knows if anyone else on this team, or at least in the forward group, is going to be on this team long term. It sounds like Anderson is one of the guys they want to hold on to long term. So, perfect. Play the three of them together and have them develop some chemistry. Even if it takes like weeks before or, or months before they get chemistry who cares just just let them go at it i mean the other one that's maybe not loving the uh, the, the line cha- what the line looks like right now is, is gallagher who at practice today was playing with pozzetta and and dauphin um like i don't know what what to expect from a line <laughs> like that i honestly i'd rather see gallagher play with paling and lekanen like that, that, yeah. that would make more sense to me or, or even Evans, but Dauphin and Pizzetta, I don't know about that. Like, Hey, do, nothing against those two guys, but obviously fourth line guys and like Gallagher, you know, I think he deserves it better than that. 
No, definitely. I mean, yeah, let's be honest here. I mean, we all love Pizzetta, but he's he's really not an NHL guy. Like, he's not a guy that should be playing with with Brandon Gallagher. Come no, on. No. Uh, but I mean, no, I I think that 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 would make a lot of sense. Certainly playing, uh, you know, Lekin and and certainly paling with Gallagher. Yeah. I mean, that would make a lot of sense for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, it just he deserves yeah. it more than an Armia. Like, let's be honest. Ah, oh, for sure, Joel Armia. I don't know. I don't know why everybody likes him. He never seems to do anything. It's because when he does show up, he's incredible. Yeah, that happens like twice a season. I know, I know, oh, I know. It's, it's just frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. All right. I mean, uh, that's uh, pretty much uh, does it for what's been going. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to to cover? And on your yeah, I mean, Jordan Harris too, man. Right, I mean, right. That's true. Forgot to forgot about that. Uh, yes. I mean, it looks like, well, you know, he talked about, well, Ken Hughes talked about Jordan Harris in his press conference today. Um, you know, it's, it's seem, I mean, who knows really what's going on behind the scenes, but I mean, I think a little bit more positive, you know, sort of dialogue coming from Ken Hughes. It seems like they've been in some sort of contract talks, um, you know, at the end of Mark Burge, I mean, his tenure, it, it definitely did not sound too yeah. positive, but you know, I mean, Ken Hughes, obviously, he knows Jordan Harris. I mean, Jordan Harris even said that he's, you know, Ken Hughes has seen him play over the last 10 years. And you know, he's playing with uh, with his kids right now at Northeastern. Um, you know, I mean, I, I hope, hopefully it happens. You know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, who knows what, if there's been talks or anything like that. Like, he didn't directly say that. But, he did, like, he did say basically, he like, all the right things. Like, he want, wants to make it clear to him what his plan uh, the plan would be for the team and uh, and Harris and, and the like. There, there's a lot of connections there between Harris and, and Montreal now. So so hopefully it's 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 a, it's a good sign for for that. I mean, I mean at the end of the day, I mean it's not like I hope they didn't sign Kent Hughes just to make sure they hold on to Jordan Harris. Like how important of a piece is is uh, is Jordan Harris? But it'd be nice to not 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 lose him for nothing. That's that's for sure. No, exactly. You know, and and we went through the same thing back in the day with Ryan Paling and even Jake Evans, where you know they were in their last year and we thought it was over. They were never going to sign with the Habs, and and it you know it ended up happening. And you know, most of the time that is what happens. The, the player just ends up signing with the team that you know. I mean, the, the Canadians have been following him for the last three or f- even four years now. So I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a certain degree of loyalty there. For, for Jordan Harris. I mean, you know, they've been following you the last three or four seasons. You've been ta- constantly in talks with the, with the development, um, you know, and, and, and at the same time, I mean, if I'm a prospect, if I'm Jordan Harris and I'm looking at the Canadians lineup right now, I'm feeling pretty decent about being able to crack that lineup. True. So. That's true. Like you never know how they're going to view it, you know, but like Jordan Harris is not like, like, I don't think he's going to, you know, light the league on fire when he, when he comes in, you know? So I, I like, sometimes I'm wondering, dude, does he want to not join a team that's maybe not going to be a contender anytime soon? Or does he want to join a young team where he's actually going to have a chance to play? And you, you got to think for a guy like him, he's going to want to join a team where he has a chance to play. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the way that I'd look at it. And then, I mean, I, I think he has a pretty good chance of making the Habs even as early as next year. Might he could even potentially get in some games this season. Oh, for sure. Uh, like, especially like who knows what the, the roster is going to look like just after the trade deadline, let alone after the off season. I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities like next camp. Like we're looking way ahead now, but next camp might be a really, really interesting camp. And, and with a lot of spots open for players to fight for. Oh, for sure. 
for sure. It's, I mean, even just in what, in like a couple of, basically, you know, in about a month, month and a half from now, the Canadians could be very, very different. Yeah, very different. Very different. I, I, I just hope we get the first win before for St. Louis before we get the next trade. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm, I'm sure it's coming tomorrow. It's coming. Yeah, maybe we get both tomorrow. Maybe Sherrod gets moved to, uh, to to St. Louis, and we we have one of those situations where he just has to to carry the his hockey bag from one room to the other, and then they get the win at the same time. Uh, works works for me. Yeah, works for me too, for sure. So yeah, I think that uh, that pretty much uh, does it for today. And uh, did I forget something else aside from uh, from the Jordan Harris news? No, nah, I think uh, I think that was it. All right, so. Um, it's, it's exciting times. There's actually stuff happening uh, in Montreal. Uh, maybe I don't know if we're gonna do three weeks in a, in a row. Maybe like we'll we'll keep the suspense there. But like I said, we're actually excited to watch the happens again. So uh, and hey, who knows? Maybe there's gonna be another trade. Of course, when there's trades, we love to jump on to talk about those. But as always, follow us at the Habs Forum on Twitter to know when the next uh, episode is going to be. Ask us some questions, too. I can't help but notice no questions today. A little bit heartbroken, not going to lie. So ask those questions at the Habs Forums, and we'll get them answered on uh, on the podcast. But, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Or another time. <laughs>